back, everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're joined by your usual host, Jeff and Sean. Welcome back, everybody, to episode eight. Episode eight. Sorry, we missed last week. The yeah, uh, shift work nursing life stars did not align for us. No, they didn't. So we are a week late. Many apologies. So sorry. But we are here now. Miscuse, miscuse. Um, so lovely. Thank you for welcoming us back. Oh, the, the, the sounds of the applaud is just so much. It's no, overwhelming. Please stop. stop it. Stop, stop. Um, but yes, we hope you all had a fabulous two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, sorry. Um, and we're back in your ears with another lot of crap talking by your gals with it's, no guests. Look, what can we say? We were on season three of doing the same shit. <laughs> Every week, just talking absolute drivel. And no one's sick of it yet. They keep coming back for more. We're here. What they want, they get. Yeah. So should we hop straight on in to the first segment, do you think? Absolutely. Okay. I'm all here for it. All right. Because it's time for For the the Fun Fact Follow-Up. Yeah. No soul this week. No, you took the soul for me. Oh, so sorry. Uh, My turn. So welcome back to Fun Fact Follow-Up. Sister Sean, um, I, well, I can give you one because I know it's more of marketplace madness, but I walked in and that fucking table <laughs> is still in her front yard. So the table that yes. was going to a domestic violence charity yep. is currently still here. It is. It's I'm looking at it through the window. It is still in the garden. So Correct. that's gone well for you. Well, yeah. So it, it was. It's it's coming up to the two week mark that I said mm. I'd keep it for. So um, you can resubmit it for pickup, but I think I'm just going to put it back on marketplace. And I think then so. Sis. Get it out the door yeah and so we have changed location that means of recording this week we have so we're in the hood with no dining table correct in the hood with no dining table and a cat in a dog's body and a shit ton of sirens today yeah just i think they're filming something maybe i don't know shit's going down in the suburbs next door and it's a wild siren party going on at the moment. So um, who knows? Thought this might be a quieter place. You know place. what? It might be that fucking loose driver that's coming after you and the sirens Oi. are caught in. Have you, have you seen him again on the roads? No, because I've changed offices. Oh, yeah. So I don't drive the same way anymore. So we're no longer working in the same building. I so. know. It's so sad. And we it never get to sad. see each other all day, every day. I now know. we only see each other to do this or hang out. Exactly. Like normal people. Like normal humans. Very sad. Oh, I guess, so fun fact follow-ups. Nothing that we said last week was of any substance, so therefore can't be wrong, I guess. Um, But we did do the Job Flare app. Aptitude test. The aptitude test between you, myself, um, Old May and Zach. Yes. And... And Shard and I are dumb. We are. Uh, I'm dumber than you, um, so <laughs> so it's stressful. Just letting you all know. <laughs> no, it's, it's not fun games. No, it's stressful. <laughs> no, it's not stressful. The reason it was stressful is because you're so goddamn competitive, and old mate actually is even more competitive. He took himself into a bedroom and shut the door. I know he took himself into a quiet space to I do it. I was still semi-interacting on the floor. No, you weren't. Well, I was concentrating. You were concentrating, and if anyone caught the Instagram of the moment Jess was getting so invested in the app she was just talking to herself and did like this weird mouth thing when she was concentrating it was so funny and Zach was trying to ask her like how she was going and there was just zero 
giving zero what back. What did Zach get again? Like 99. And old mate got, what did he get? 97. See, annoying. 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 It's out of 100. So, so annoying. Clear. And what did you get, Sister Sean? I got 74. And you all want to know what I got. And it didn't matter what we got as long as we got better than Sean. <laughs> and I got 75. So she's 1% yeah. better and that's all that matters. I'm the shortest and the dumbest of the group. <laughs> By a centimetre and a percentage. But then um, so my sister messaged me and was like, oi, what's the app? Because I forgot to put it on, yeah, the, yeah. on the notes thing. So I sent her the link and she did it and she was like, oh, I'm dumb. What I was did like, she get? What did you get? 47. Oh, she's like, my maths let me down. I was like, oh, right. And then so once you do the first three games, it unlocks like the next set of games. And she's like, oh, no, I'm really good at the Friends one. I was like, no, we didn't do them. She's like, you should do them. I was like, okay, then. (laughs) All right. What's it called, everyone? It's Job Flare. Job Flare. It's a little orange icon on the app store with a little brain in it. And you don't have to be looking for a job. Just make something up when you're doing in the login stuff. There you go. Well, there you go. And I was one percent smarter than you. <laughs> so that was one fun fact fell up. And the second was yeah. our gal Sean went to the dentist finally. Oi. My dentist, in fact. So we can't even say she didn't go uh. because she went to my dentist. <laughs> and I hate her. Yep. Because they're not even as bad as oh. mine and I go every six months. Yeah. Babe, all I'm saying is a decade didn't do me bad is all I'm saying. So uh, as the Instagram, if anyone caught the story after I went, because I was just so happy with the results. Um, So the dentist was great. She's lovely, number one. Um, The chair was very comfy. Um, She had a little squiz. My jaw locked up a couple of times, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, the, the old gnashes are doing great. 10 years down the track, looking what pretty good. What did they good. say about the dead one, though? So the dead one, so basically I injured it when I was a teenager. The dog knocked me over and I face planted the floor. It's a long story, but that's what you need to know for now for the story. And I basically like shoved my tooth up where I hit the floor. Yeah. And I was wearing a retainer at the time, so mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm, fucked me up big mm-hmm. time. And I always had some issues with it. And so mum back in the day took me to like a naturopath dentist that I had an abscess on the tooth. They gave me some sugar pills with some witchy stuff on it. I don't really know what happened. Nothing really helped. And then just kind of went away after a while. And then since then, when it gets cold, my teeth or my tooth, like the dead one, it's my left canine would like pop. Like the inside of what? it would pop. Like it would like, as if someone had like flicked my tooth. Like Every it, time it's cold. Every time it would get cold. Yeah. Like so, with ice cream. Like and no, so like the weather. Like I'd be outside and I'd like breathe in cold air and it like pop, like a like a like a pop. I don't know how else to explain it for you. So it it was just a thing that happened and I was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. It hurts for that like one second and then it's gone. And then it progressively like did it less and I was like, sweet. And then it started to change color and I was like, nah, it's probably dead. But apparently the cool thing that my tooth did before it RIP'd was it really it like deposited a barrier so that it would like encapsulate the tooth so it's just in there happy as larry and we're just gonna watch it so i had x-rays it's all happy it's all not infected no abscess inside the gum blah 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 and if i'm happy with how it looks like it's not 
it's not like fully gray doesn't I don't really care that much rather than like having to do a root canal and kind of open that can of worms because like once you I mean for you for example <laughs> you had your filling done and it still hurts so I'm like it's still mm. so sensitive I had to make old mate buy me sensitive toothpaste the other night yeah exactly it's so I was so like sore. no thank you I'll leave that yeah, as it true. is please and thank you that's so, like when I got my teeth whitened which i mm. think i might have even said on the pod once with dad we went for like a father daughter teeth whitening experience sure and because it was like this one year at, at the same dentist that you uh-huh. were at but there it was like a health fund thing like you could get your teeth whitened and it didn't cost anything the health fund were paying sure, it it was okay. like a little deal thing on mm-hmm. so dad and i did it and holy bazinga the nerve pain Dude. After you've had your teeth whitened, no. you'd be driving and your whole face spasms and then you start what? drooling and your face would cramp, your jaw would cramp. If anyone else out there has had your teeth, not the home kit stuff, but the professionally whitened mm. teeth whitening mm. at a dentist or wherever you go for those things. Yeah. Can you just let me know that I'm not the only one? Because I, I, I was driving home and my whole face just like crumped up and I was driving and I was like, this is so dangerous. And the headache shot to the front of my head. I started dribbling. What's And fuck? I called dad. I was like, oh, you having this hectic pain? He was like, yeah, it's so bad. What the heck? And so after I did that, I was like, I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. Nah. Now I'm too scared. And I really would like my teeth whitened frequently. Nah. But the pain that I was in, I was like, this cannot be good for your nerves if it's causing this no, much un- not at all. discomfort. Well, yeah. So that's why I'm not doing anything about it. It's just in there, dead as a doornail, and that's just how it's going to stay until it causes me issues. We love that. We love that. And so the moral of the story is uh, have an electric toothbrush because I'm sure that's what um, sorted me out. I'm a great dentist without going to dentistry school. Old doesn't believe in electric toothbrush. What do you mean? We had this argument. But I just noticed... So funny that you're talking about toothbrushes. Oh, my God. One of Nanook's hairs just went straight up my right (laughs) nostril. (laughs) I was just doing a wee in your bathroom mm. and I noticed that we've got the same toothbrush, obviously, mm-hmm. but Zach doesn't have an electric toothbrush. He doesn't. He uses and a manual as well. Yes. And it's the same, that black thing. That- <laughs> what? What is with them? I don't know. Why is... I've tried. Oh, I tried I've to tried get him to, to get like, it. He's like, nah, nah it hurts bad. my teeth. Oh, he's just, they're bad. Oh. Honestly. What? And I literally, I, while I was doing a wee, I had a chuckle. I thought, we are the same. Yeah. That's literally my toothbrush and that's literally old mate's that toothbrush. Is, that's, that's crazy. So anyway, just so we thought they couldn't get more alike. They brush their they teeth, brush with the teeth the same, the same way. bristles. Yep. So yeah, I had, I just need one filling. That's so good. And after 10 years, I'll fucking take it. I had three <laughs> last fortnight, doll. What the fuck are you doing with your mouth? No, she said it's not my fault. It's okay. my parents' fault. Oh God, what do they give you now? I was genetically born with teeth with deep grooves, me and my brother. Oh yeah, sure. It's not my fault. Also, can we just talk about how when you're in the dentist, they talk like a numerical language? Yeah. So like when she goes through your teeth, she's like, four, five, six, missing, four, three, three. point two. Fisher, fee, Fisher, Fisher. Can you put a watch seal on this? Yeah. Put a watch, watch seal. Watch seal. Watch seal uh, <laughs> four, three, two, missing, three, K engraved, one. and golden. <laughs> I don't, what the fuck? What are you saying? It's not the matrix. It's my like, teeth. And they like scrape it like, can you put a watch on this? Yeah. Okay, ding, ding, and ding. I'm like, but, but then I clicked on, I'm like, oh, to watch it, like, keep your eyes on it. Like, yeah. we're going to watch this tooth. I was sure. like, what's the watch? But then doesn't tell you. No. They're just watching it. They're watching They it. don't tell you to watch the tooth. Yeah. So you're like, what, what, am, what am I watching? What? What's happening? 
And so she, the dentist lady, she was explaining to me what she was doing. I was like, I have been to the dentist before. Like, it's okay. I know what you're doing. And she's like, oh yeah. But so I was like, cause when I prepped her before she looked in my mouth, I was like, look, I know Jess and Mama Swanson have told you that I haven't been to the dentist in a long time. Okay. This is peer pressure at its finest. I'll just give you the backstory. Okay. So I was going through mine, like <laughs> oral history, I She's guess. Like, what a psycho. Yeah. Um, but I was like, look, I'm pretty sure I have about three fillings that I need, but they're not causing me pain. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be superficial or whatever. Um, I have a high palate and I have some calcifications on some of my teeth and I also have coating on them. So it's not food in my mouth. It's coating. She's like, okay, cool. Let's just have a look. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> So anyway, so in the chair and she's poking around and then she was like, afterwards, she's like, no, you just need one filling. Everything looks great, actually. Really impressive. I was like, huh, thank you very much. And she, I was like, oh, but I was sure I had like holes in the side of my teeth. She's like, no, I poked it with the poker. So this is a, this is a, a, a explanation for all those that want to know what goes on in your mouth when the dentist is there. So basically when they poke you with like Captain's Hook little finger, you know, like the little yeah, hook thing. Yeah, it's so rank, the sound. Of- yeah, everyone can hear it in mm. their brain. Um, they're poking it. And if it's like soft and gummy mm. on the whole, then it's a cavity. Mm. But if it's just like meh, a tooth, they just leave it and it's just staining. And I was like, fuck yeah. And now I know what the fuck they're doing in there when they're like poking your teeth with the little hook thing. I was like, mm, the more you know. So yeah, anyway, long story short, um, dentist is fine. Going back next week to... Um, get my feeling was going to get it done today but i'm going out for dinner tonight and i remembered how your face went fucked <laughs> after your last filling so i was like mm, no i don't want to be eating the side of my cheek while i'm enjoying my tie thank you very much so i was like mm, i'll do that next week fair mm. fair so yeah and you had your mr and oh yeah with that's all we've done so far hey the sleep study hasn't been yet. sleep study hasn't been yet i had the mri and again if you saw on the instagram stories it was not a good time no i had a full-on ptsd mental breakdown inside the mri that is so common though it is uh, so so common yeah i know but it's just it's not happened to me before i've been relatively okay now the the thing that threw me over the edge, right? So because it's a brain MRI, they have to put your head in this cage. So not only are you going into the donut of doom, but you also have a head box on inside, right? They were also going to make me le- make me leave my mask on. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm not wearing a surgical mask whilst in the head box, whilst in the MRI, while you two sit in a glass fishbowl outside of the room. No. Anyway, so I took my mask off. I'm in the MRI. We're all good. Before MRIs, there's always a bit of argy-bargy because I've got metal in my body. And for anyone that doesn't know, an MRI is basically this giant magnet. And so they get a bit funny if you tick. Oh, going to come out? If, they, if you tick at a thing that you've got metal in you or any implants, right? And so I have two metal rods and about half of bunning screws in my spine <laughs> and now a new fresh shiny hip. So yes, I've got some metal stuff in, not to mention my mechanical ticker, which isn't an issue, but that's okay. I have to convince them every single time that I'm not going to self-combust within this magnet because I've got all these things inside me, which is such a fun experience when you're trying to convince like health professionals that you're not going to self-combust and to not allow yourself to get nervous about that fact. 
So I'm doing my usual, like, yes, I've had MRIs. Yes, I've had CTs. It's all going to be good. And they're like, yes. But then I'm remembering when I was on the phone trying to book it, the guy, when you put your name in, it pops up with your previous history, right? And it says, oh, there's a warning against your name, which we love a warning, um, to say that your back may get warm. So the rods get hot during the procedure. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I've never had that done before. That's never happened to me before, Mm. but whatever. So we go in the MRI, we're in there. They put like the little squishy earbuds in and then you put your headphones on. But then they don't play any music. No. Like a freaking machine gun going on outside of my freaking ears. And so I'm in there and I'm like, just be cool. It's fine. Whatever. You're fine. This and it's going to be a quick over thing. It's 26 fucking minutes of my life that felt like they were going at like half speed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the MRI and then all of a sudden, like bearing in mind, I've taken all metal clothing off. So bra, um, jewelry, nothing's on me because a magnet, they get, they buzz and tingle and whatever so i'm in the mri and i'm lying on the bed and then out of nowhere i get like this stabbing pain in my back like someone is literally jabbing me with a needle repetitively i'm like that's not fucking comfortable but i'm like don't press the button because they give you like a panic Mm. button i'm like don't press the button because they'll stop it and then you gotta do it all again and just don't fucking just bear with it but it kept happening and i was like don't freak out don't freak out and because i was like don't freak out I freaked out. Yeah. And so I started to cry. Like, but I'm like, do not fucking move when you're crying. Yeah. Just let those tears. Keep your head still, bitch. Keep that motherfucking noggin still. So I'm lying there crying, like tears billowing down my face. I'm like, don't move. It's very important not to move whilst being stabbed in the back with an invisible needle that doesn't actually exist. And then crying. And then old mate, the MRI engineer guy bless his little heart he's not little he's about six foot seven it seemed but he because they can talk to you you okay in there you you okay in there (laughs) yeah so i'm saying whilst crying he's like are you sure do you need to stop i was like no i just i'm just having a bit of ptsd i just really want it over with and so they're like okay just press the button if you need to stop i was like no keep going so they, they keep it going and I'm like, don't fucking panic. You're not even halfway yet. Just fucking stay still. Jesus. And they're still stabbing. The stabbing thing in the back is just not the one. And it's getting what like do you worse. Think? Is your rod rattling? Well, flash forward to me having a full on breakdown. The poor MRI cadets or whatever they are. Two burly men just trying to deal with this middle aged crying woman on the bed, like hysterical red raw tears. I'm surprised I didn't have like a full on snot, snot bubble. bubble. Um, like shaking and whatever. And anyway, so I was like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm really sorry. Ap- apologizing. Cause I'm so fucking embarrassed, but I know it's normal, but it's not normal for me anyway. So I get home and I'm talking to Zach about it and he's like sitting with me and we're going through it. And he was like, um, I told him about the stabby pain in the, in my back, like someone poking me. And like it was shooting pain and I was like, yeah, so I don't know why it happened, but every time like a certain noise in the machine, it would happen. And so it, I just, it would come out of nowhere and I'd just get freaked out. He's like, oh, well, that makes sense. I was like, what? What do you mean? He was like, oh, well, uh, an MRI is like a super magnet, right? And so if a super magnet goes near metal, it creates electricity. It's actually pretty cool. I was like, <laughs> 
that's cool. There's me getting fucking traumatized at MRI. It's like, oh, that's fucking cool science. <laughs> so, according to Zach and his science knowledge and engineering and whatever, is that the stabbing pain was actually me being electrocuted in the back because of my medal and the MRI magnet. So, the more you know. <laughs> So yeah, the MRI went well, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Such fun. Um still haven't got the results yet. Um but once I get them I'll update everybody. But the headaches are still shit. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> we literally we come on every week to be better people and to have like really inspiring Wholesome. news for you all. Sean's head's still shit, and this fortnight I'm working 115 hours, so we're doing well. So well. So But you know good. what they say? Healing isn't linear. No, don't. You know? And neither is podcasting. <laughs> so sometimes we've got to take a couple of steps back. Sometimes maybe good. good. Sometimes <laughs> maybe shit. It's all for the content. That's yeah. what I keep telling myself. Fuck some no. Some good out of it, for sure. Bloody hell. All but right. yeah, that's me. That's me in a nutshell, babe. <laughs> That's where she's been the last fortnight. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. All right. So good. Well, How are you? Uh, I mean, like I said, working a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, no, so the same same old, really. <laughs> same old shit, different day. Working heaps and dancing and yep. that's all. But I think, I mean, nice segue into this week's episode. We uh, This week we put out a questions and answers uh, yeah. thing on our story. Like the true influences that we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask us a question, we'll give you an answer we'll on the pod answer. kind of thing. Yeah. So, but the reason which like stemmed that mm. is because um, I went and saw a naturopath who was saying that she believes I should come off the pill yeah. and that um, a lot of my symptoms may be a bit better controlled and I've never been off the pill so I don't know what my regular cycle is like even if I have one. Can mm. I ovulate? Do I ovulate? How frequently do I ovulate? Fuck. What's the period like? What's my natural hormones like? I don't know. Um, and like I said, I mean, when we all listened this time last year, I was like, no, no. And the next year I'll stop, I'll assess, I'll have my bloods, I'll freeze my eggs. Yeah. And, you know, denial is a beautiful thing. It's so pretty. Uh, and that's what I've done. So she was telling me that she thinks I'd be so much better off it but wants to support me naturally. Mm. So that the coming off isn't like you're just jumping off a cliff yeah. with nowhere to go kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's definitely something that my mum had done back in the day before I was born, you mm. know, and she found great things in doing that. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my first question I put out there. I'd said, look, has anyone come off the pill? Yeah. And how did you go? How did it go? Well, you all said it was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Every how exciting. single person who wrote in was like, it was fucking awful. Took me 15 months to settle myself down. I'm still only just working things out now. A lot of people said invest in your skin. Mm. I had a lot of people like you treat yourselves to that skin fairy facial. You treat yourself to getting derma pills and enzyme mm. pills doll because okay. your skin is going to fuck up. Wow. And it's going to be acne city. And coming from parents who had awful acne. Great. I'm nervy. Predisposed. I, I took my sugar. So I took my sugar tablets, which I only finished the other day after the wizard stick fucked me mm. up. 
And my, I had like that many pimps mm. in the week. I was like, oh no. So and I think also as well because of like N95 life yeah, and yeah, PPE and all that jazz yeah. doesn't help. But so I think I am going to have to invest in my skin. So that's my top tip I've learned from all of you. Great. Invest in skin care, skin wear, mm. skin treatments, and all of the skin things. Prepare for hormonal Armageddon yeah, yeah. is what I'm vibing. And then a few people, like two or three people had said they had the pill and the marina at the same time. Which I think is wild. It blew our minds. Because Sean has the marina and I have the pill and I couldn't imagine being Double like, rammed with all of the above. Yeah. Um, but they said that a lot of them had said they were on both and then weaned off the pill but stayed with the marina for yeah, a bit. Yeah, sure. Cause so, because you, it doesn't cover you straight away. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe for coverage. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But these people were saying they were on it for like years of the combo. Okay, yeah, don't that understand. Um, and then a lot of people said, look, just eat really healthy and detox and take lots of vitamins, and which, sure. You but don't I eat bad though. I don't eat bad. So no, no. I'm not going to change my diet. But I think maybe the help with the naturopath to support me naturally. You know me. I'm into trying alternative things. If mm. it'll help, it will be beneficial. If it is, it's great. Not bad for you. Happy, happy to give it a go. Yeah. So that was the first question I put out there. Mm. And then that sparked Sean and I saying, hey, maybe we should ask the, the people some questions. Mm. So we're going to dive into some of those. I will dive deeper into the whole pill situazi as I come off mine and hear more from the yeah. listeners. So we'll we'll come back to that one. That'll be a f- uh, that'll be a series, oh, I think. Series. That'll, that'll be for season yeah. 4. <laughs> um but so we got some questions from you all. Mm. Um one of them Oh, do you take it away, Sean? You've got the list there. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so we actually had quite a few questions, which we thoroughly appreciated. So one of the first questions that we had was around the actual podcast, which we love, obviously. Um, but it was about balancing nurse life with podcast life. And the question was, if the podcast was going to erupt and get big does that mean that you do it full time and that does that mean no nursing and the the answer is absolutely like like, i wish i could say yeah babe that's where we're headed but i was talking to my girlfriend yesterday at work there's just not a whole lot of money in podcasting no well there's no money here yeah there's zero well not from where we're looking zero dollars where we are yeah um but yeah there's not a whole lot i don't know how people do it as their full no, time job. No, and I think you need quite a bit to invest in it. Yeah. Or be famous to yeah, start with. Yeah, to start with a big following. And, and it's not coming from two paediatric nurses from Perth. It's really it? not. Um, but, you know, big dreams, big aspirations. We love that manifesting. Uh, but, yes, I would happily give up my day job. Yeah, would happily. Although, actually, in saying that, I do love my job. You do. Sometimes a little bit, not all the time. Yeah. Not 115 hours of it. No. But one day a week, just to get my little kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do that. Totally. That's yeah, enough for me. So to not have to like be do it as the majority of your time would be and amazing. to not have to do it for money. Just yeah, to do just it because for the you, love of yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Because that's where you get you. Yeah. Capitalism. Am I right? But yeah, no, we would definitely love to see, it, you know, if this took us anywhere... We would love that. We're mm. up for the ride for sure. 
But um, at the moment, that's not a reality for us. We're still kicking full-time work, basically. And then this on top, which is pretty much full-time also. Which is why you missed an episode last week. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, we're not the gals that have editors and social media managers. Yeah. and it's just us. Schedulers and all of those people. It's just, just you us. gals trying to literally paddle on through. And I think that's something to think about also, though. Like, we have our full-time jobs which is quite an investment of our brains anyway. And then we're also partners. We're also family members. We're friends um, to dog ourselves, mums. dog mums. You know, life is happening at the same time. It doesn't stop or we puts on pause. And then we have this amazing community that we're building, which we want to devour, devour, devote. We want to devote. We want to eat you all. <laughs> We want to devote as much time and energy as like humanly possible, but there is like this balancing act of almost real life versus podcast life, right? Yeah, and there's and just it's not hard. enough minutes in the day. Yeah, or energy or spoons in the tank. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, like it's a lot. It's a it lot to balance. A lot. But we would. That would be amazing if we could do this full time. It would. At the moment, that's just a pipe dream. <laughs> Ask us again in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe we would have progressed a little bit. But kind of staying on the career path, one of the other yes. questions that we had from one of the listeners was actually directed at you, Jessica. It was. It was from a listener who had asked how I coped being a palliative care nurse because she was also a palliative care nurse and struggling a bit with her decision. Yeah. It's not something I actually stop and think about mm. when I thought about it when I got the question. Yeah. Because I hear daily, oh, I don't know how you do that. Mm. Don't know how you do that. But I never stop and think, I don't know how I do that. How do I do that? Yeah. So I don't know. How how do I cope, I guess? I just, I think I actually do quite a good job of not bringing it home with me. Mm -hmm. I think I can have a vent for 10 minutes when I get home and I genuinely think I can stop thinking about work, yeah. which is quite a good thing to be able to do especially mm. in that industry yeah um and i think i don't know my my outlook on when i do it is it, it is hard god it's hard it's so hard emotionally mm. so draining it's you're dealing with the most tender moments of people's lives mm. but i just have this belief and i and i really do believe that what i'm doing is making a difference. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I know that I'm not there to cure anything. I yeah. know that I cannot fix it. And I, I think I go into every interaction knowing that I'm not going to be able to fix it. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make a miracle happen. Yeah. But I'm going to be able to hold a really difficult space for someone. Yeah. And whether or not that's just sitting and listening to someone vent, whether or not that's just giving someone a cuddle or mm. if it's actually clinical things mm -hmm. that I can do, I think that being able to make a difference and step into a space that most people are very uncomfortable to step into and quite yeah. nervous and frightened yeah. and fearful of and being able to talk very openly about the difficult things. Mm -hmm. I think that is such an amazing talent to have and not many people have it. So I think you just kind of have to reframe because otherwise if you went into every interaction, think it, it's so sad. It yeah. is so sad. And if you thought about that constantly, I can understand how it would wear you down. I yeah. completely get it. And yeah. if I think too much about 
either of my careers. Yeah. It's awful. And, yeah. But don't get me wrong, I cry. Mm. So, and, and there's certain cases which ruin me. Yeah. For like, and it's all I can think about. Yeah. But I, I think you just have to really change your frame of mind because it actually leads into another similar question. But I, when people say to me, I don't know how you do that, I could never do that, you're so strong – like, I'm not a hero. Don't mm. label me as a hero. That's yeah. not what I am. I'm, no. I just feel passionate about giving someone and their family mm. dignity at a very precious time. Yeah. Because I think also having watched you work a lot and knowing the health professional field, people get very um, antsy around death because – Everyone within the health profession wants to help and wants to fix yeah, and wants to care. and wants to cure exactly. and wants to prolong. And especially yeah. when you're dealing with paediatrics. Yeah, like, children is like They shouldn't times. die no. and they shouldn't. Like no. they really shouldn't. Yeah. And But that's the thing. It, it, but that's, they do. People are scared yeah. to let people go. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age you are. No, exactly. It doesn't matter if you're a dog, a cat, yeah. an animal. Every, everyone's scared of loss. Yeah. And grief yeah. and that gap. Yeah. But I think what's amazing for what the palliative care service does as a whole is because when someone is terminal, and this is from my experience caring for people who are terminal or knowing people that are terminal in that they get treated differently. As soon as people are aware that they're dying or they're really, really unwell, they everyone Tre- tends to act yeah, differently walk around on them. Eggshells. Totally. They don't crack jokes with yeah. them or their family. Yeah. There's no, oh, should I say this? Should I, should I not say this? Mm. How do I interact? They're, they're still people. Exactly. They're humans. They want to be treated like humans. Yeah, and exactly. And I think that's what you do so well and, and your team is that you treat the patients like they're humans. Yeah. And that they're still kids and they're still families and, you know, they can still be naughty and they can still have a laugh and, you know, it, it takes away that isolation of people being almost dead while they're still alive yeah. because people don't want to interact yeah. with them the same way anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's. I don't think I answered that very well, but I don't know. That's my experience. Find it is your why, hard. I guess. It is, it is, yeah. Find your why. And it is so hard. And if you do need a break, that's okay too. Yeah. And it, and it might be your career goal, but it might be your career goal for a short time. It doesn't yeah. need to be a forever time thing. For however long you do it, you're making an incredible difference. Whether and it will also change you as a nurse yeah, as well. Absolutely. Those skills you'll take anywhere. And so don't feel defeated if you actually go, I'm really struggling and maybe this is not for me. That's mm. okay. Yeah. That's okay. There'll be another area that is for you. You're not, you're, you're not a failure because you're struggling. It's no. a really tough job to be in. Yeah. But I think like self-reflection, self-awareness are really big things. Yeah. Like in pediatric nursing for one, but especially when you're around that death and dying, critically ill, traumatic experiences, those self-reflection skills are super, super important. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to do more of the learning to be grateful for what I have at home because I do see a lot of things being taken away from people, whether it's their physical their emotional, their mm. mental, their social, like aspects of people's life disappearing and it's sad. So yep. if you can be grateful for what you have at home and when you're not at work, really appreciate those things that you do have, it, it does help because otherwise you just do live in the, the majority of what you see every day is sad yep. and it, it's not what everyone else sees every day. So you yep. do just have to be kind to yourself. Yeah. 
But um, in saying that and talking about I really don't like when people say to me, I oh, I don't know how you do that job. Mm. You're so brave. You're yep. so, oh, you must be so strong. It takes a special person. I could go on. Yeah. But we did get one about what other phrases or words do you not like when talking about chronic illnesses? Because Sean on our episode with the Psychology Sisters mentioned mm. to Kat and Amy that she doesn't like the word survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. So we got us thinking and obviously people thinking, what other words and phrases do we not like? Um, We actually rattled off a few. Yeah, just like... Like there's the classic like victim, hero, stroke, stroke, survivor, all of those things. We don't like them. But more particular Mm, mm -hmm. uh, and specific. Yeah. So for me, my one is I have quite a lengthy list of things that have happened to me. Um, And so whenever I meet a new clinician and I have to do the pre-screening of what's wrong, um, I hate the awkward conversation afterwards where they're like, oh my gosh, you're so young to have all of this, all those things wrong with you. Like doesn't fucking change it. Yeah. Doesn't change it. Yes, so what? I am doll. They're still here. Yep. yep. The body of a 60-year-old is stood in front of you as a 30-year-old. Absolutely. Can we get on past that now? Yeah. Please. There's I hate a that. Shocker. I hate that. And the, also the other one, a bit like the work, like, oh, I don't know how you do it. Oh. Or just, I don't know how you work two I, jobs and, you know, have all those issues. I don't know how you do it. All of those appointments. I just, oh, I, oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do, it. do it. Stop. Triggered. You're not doing it. Triggered. And another one is I um listened actually to an interview with Johnny Ruffo, who's an Aussie actor, singer, songwriter, mm. who's actually got terminal brain cancer and he's been battling for five years. And he signed off his interview, which was so true. He said, I hate when people say, stay positive, mate. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm positive, the cancer will go away. Like, yeah. what do you think I am? Like, of yeah. course, I'm trying to live my best life that I can live while living with yeah. a terminal diagnosis. Stay positive. Stay positive. Like, Think happy thoughts. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. Shut up. Anyway. It's just because people don't know what to say, though, so they say yeah. fucking stupid things. Yeah. I got one um, yesterday, too, at work. And again, it's not bad. It's not bad at all, but it just triggers me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they said, oh, God, you're looking so much better. You're looking so much better. You look so good. Yeah. And then I stopped thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, they only saw me last week. Yeah. How did shit I did I look yeah. last week? Well, Zach always What's does. happened? Like, what have I done in the last week? Why do I look shit? Yeah, they've just seen you too yeah. many days in a row, yeah. so they haven't been able to tell the difference. But Zach will, you know, Zach the truthful God that he is, when I'm not well <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, you know, pick myself up and, like, go out to the family do or whatever, he was like, you all right? I was like, yeah. He's like, are you sure you should be coming? I was like... Yeah, I'll be fine. He's like, because you look terrible. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you, babe. I love how many compliments you give me. I just feel so pretty. Great. Well, yeah. I mean, you look terrible is not a great one. Oh, you look so much better. I'm like, what the fuck? What was the baseline? Yeah. Awkward. Anyway. Awkward. There's some of our other phrases we don't like. We don't enjoy them. And I'm sure a lot of people also don't enjoy them. I'm sure there's heaps more that also trigger us. But they're the ones that we could think of. A key one, let us know, message us, and we'll we'll add it to the list of things not to say to a chronically ill person. But um someone else asked um about it's actually like a multi-layered question um about dating with a chronic illness and working shift work and nursing work 
So like it's a multi-layer thing because working night shift, shift work, nursing shifts in general. It's so hard trying to balance life trying to meet see people meet people see your friends and your family and attend family events and birthdays and organize catching up with your girlfriends that work monday to friday but you only have everybody one in four weekends off yeah exactly even worse also for like nursing friends because everyone's on a shift yeah trying to find a shift or a day yes or a time that you're all off Near on impossible. And I think the best thing that you can do, like um, my uh, nursing girlfriends used to have this and now me and old mate have it, but we literally have to put them in a joint shared calendar where it can say, oh, you're all off on this day. Would you like to do something? (laughs) Because there is no way you can get eight nurses. I know we're talking about dating here, but just even with your friends and going on dates with your friends, like it is so hard. And then like, if we talk about dating just as a shift worker life, Mm. try dating, sis, get this, try dating a shift worker. Yes. As a shift worker. worker. So that sucks too. Yeah. But you just have to be really savvy about your roster. Like if you've both got your roster in advance or you can put some requests in, even if it's a Monday, Tuesday and not a weekend, yeah. if you can actually pre-request some time off together that you yeah. know you're both going to have off, yeah. then it's just about trying to make the time. Because yeah, if, if I it. didn't, I'd probably get every other day old mate wasn't yeah, on. naturally. Um, so I think it is about, yeah, prioritising time a little bit. Yeah, but it just takes a little bit of extra scheduling, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like, uh, look, one of my girlfriends, she can do a 12-hour and then she can go to a dinner date and she can be back at a 12-hour the next morning. Absolutely not. And power to you, doll. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you that I will never do that. Mm-mm. So when I was on my dating days, mm. there's no chance in the world that I would even chronically sick or not mm. organize a date and put that pressure on myself to finish a 12-hour shift get dressed Absolutely and then not. socialize Ew. after i've just been talking to every other human yeah, no, for 12 hours it's not the one and then trying to have and but the thing and is then trying to be cute though as well like cute, but also it's a bit like when you so as a nurse or whatever you do if you're interacting with other people a beautician anyone Ugh. What you're doing is having trivial, exhausting chat, yep. superficial chat yep. all day. All day. Making people feel comfortable in yep. your presence. That's what you're doing. Yeah. If you do that for 12 hours and then you go and meet someone you don't know and you do that whole cycle again, Ugh. I'm like, if I have to say one more thing about myself. Yeah, can't. Like, so if just, I have to pretend to know a TV show. Yeah. Like to engage with someone, I just don't. Yeah, it's not the one not for the me. One. No. No. So, yeah, just be strategic when you're booking your dates too. Yeah, but then with with that as the base level and then you've got chronic illness on top of it, how do you even... Like I, it's so hard. When I was dating, I found it really difficult about like that whole, when do you tell them? How do you tell them? Mm. Do you tell them early? Do you tell them later? Do you pretend that you don't have it? Like, yeah. It's like when's appropriate? When do we talk about this? Mm. And like I said, like I was in no rush. I had like a good two and a half years of minimal things happening mm. in my life because mm-hmm. I just... One, didn't want to prioritise it. Two, didn't have the energy. Three, yeah. exactly that. When when was the right time? And I feel kind of like this podcast outed us yeah. because any day I went on from last year, I'm like, because you, you talk on a dating app for two seconds and mm. then they add you on Instagram, don't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my link in my bio is, this is my <laughs> chronic sisters podcast yeah. where I talk about being chronically sick all the time. <laughs> so I couldn't really ignore it. Yeah. I was like... 
unless I do ignore it and then like I had guys that were like, oh, you've got a podcast. I listened to a couple of episodes. I'm like, well, you told yourself then, doll. You yeah. found out on your own. <laughs> but yeah, I think this pushed me a little bit to yeah. be more open because I, I can tell you now if we didn't have the podcast and I was dating, I probably wouldn't say anything for a while. <laughs> Um, yeah. But like old mate, like date one, I was like, sorry, mate, this, <laughs> this is, is it. <laughs> this is me. Well, yeah, well, Zach read my, um, when I used to write a yeah, blog. Yeah, he read the blog. He read the blog before we were like even friends slash dating. So he knew all the shit. Exactly. So th- the the right people will appreciate your existence and your experience regardless. So, you know, just wait for the right person. And if you don't feel safe or comfortable to talk to someone about it, then maybe they're not the person for you. Yeah, probably not. Because if you don't feel like you can be your authentic self and the most vulnerable version of you... How exhausting. Then you don't need that doll. Red flag. It's time to go. Time to go. You're not getting a second date or fourth date or whatever date it is. Whatever date it is. Not the one. So that's probably shit advice. Sorry. But uh, (laughs) that's our advice. So you asked for it and we provided. Yeah. Okay, speaking of dating, there was one question about what is your uh, most embarrassing dating story? Related to your chronic illness. Related to your chronic illness, yeah. Like, has a chronic illness, like, interrupted a dating experience? And I can tell you for free, absolutely. (laughs) So, um, when I was dating, this was when I first moved to Australia. So, I was, like, trying to make friends and whatever. So, I went on this date with a friend of a friend and he was a bit older than me and he was into four wheel driving. So we had like a big truck. I think they're called trucks. I don't know. Um, what are they called? Four wheel drives. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, sure. Four-wheel drive? Yeah, four-wheel drive. Anyway. Um, truck. Truck. Um, so he had um, a lift kit. So it was like really tall, really big, big boy car. Big truck. Like you got to kind of like hop in, you know, like it's way off the ground. Anyway, so we were down by the beach, looking at the waves, looking at the stars, being all cute, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cute. Like they're in, they are in the movies because I was young and naive. I was like crossed my legs in the chair, in the, in the passenger side chair. Right. And this was before we really knew what was going on with my hips and stuff. Um, and it fucking impinged while I was sitting cross-legged in this dude's car. Right. And I could not move. The pain was so intense and he was like are you okay and i'm still trying to be cute at this point because i'm like he's gonna kiss me um he didn't fucking kiss me because my face went so bright red because i was so sore and at this point i was like my hip will not pop back in like it had impinged so much and i was like uh what am i gonna do i'm on a date with this guy in a country that i'm not really sure about and what the fuck am i supposed to do this has never happened before for this long like blah 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 anyway so because he I was trying to explain to him like what was happening and he was like, okay, well maybe like pull the chair back and like lie, lie down. I was like, I can't. And so then I opened the door and I was like, I'm just going to use gravity. And so because his car was so tall, I like dangled out of the passenger side um, door um, holding onto the handle above the window and kind of like dangling my legs out of the car to try and like pop it back in. But I like, because I'm such a lanky bitch, it wasn't so long until I was like on the floor from like stretching. And then I couldn't get fucking back up into this car because my lip was still impinged. So then he had to get out of his side of the car and come and like hop me back in <laughs> to for me to try again. 
anyway, so lucky she's had a hip replacement yeah, since. It now. Um, so I was still not working. We were driving. He was pretty much being like, uh, I think we need to take you to the hospital. I was like, absolutely fucking not. That's the worst that we could do. But then as we were driving to the hospital, it popped back in. So we were fine. We didn't have to go. <laughs> Shit. Was this date number one? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Sick. So um, good. So he kind of got friend zoned pretty quickly <laughs> after that. Um, I was like, I can't, that's not going to happen. But we stayed friends for a few years after that, so. Well, that's all right. That's fine. That's but a nice w- end to the story. Isn't it just? Mm. Me never kissed. Oh. Nothing. So very right. friend zoning. Fre- yeah, that's okay. Though. I mean, I don't blame him, to be honest. You're so. a lot. You're I, an awful well, lot, you sis. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you? Well, I don't know. I was trying to think, like, obviously my endo and my bowel habits, like I thought about it, I've had many a dates where I'm like, I might shit myself. <laughs> Like on this date, like right now. And then you try and like awkwardly cover the sweats and the clamminess. And then you kind of go starry eyed because you feel like you're going to faint. But then you're like, you can't faint because you might lose control of your bowel and you might shit. So like so many dates. I reckon any guy I've ever dated, that's happened on at least one of my dates with them. No, I have this overwhelming like, I'm going to shit and it's going to happen here. So... That that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and but I think that's just you know Endo being like, don't forget to tell him <laughs> I'm here. Psst. Um, and then like I had a pretty bad one. Like, well, if you've got vaginismus, like obviously I've got really bad Endo. We know this. We all know this. Mm. But like that's something it's intimate and you got to dive into it pretty quickly yeah. if you're dating. Like I said in the our dating episode back in season one, I'm not the girl you're going to have casual rump and pump with. Mm-mm. It's I'm not the one for you. No. So if you do want to get to that stage, it's kind of like an awkward. This probably ain't gonna be as easy as it normally is for you, doll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I had like this awkward like one time. Oh god, thing where the, the whole this whole circumstance when you really break it down was like a fucking. Turn of events. I had gone to a sex toy party. Yes, we love them. At my ex's cousin's house. Brilliant. Like years later because we're still great friends. Yeah. So, I mean, it was weird enough that my I was in my ex's mm. auntie and uncle's house. I have such a good story for you after this. Yeah, Carry so on. weird. And then I'm like buying lubricants for the vaginismus because I'm like, I'm casually dining. Stunning. Gonna be a hot chick. Um, anyway, then we'll like try, everyone was buying the same stuff, egging each other on, you know what it's like. Yeah, and I didn't know mentality. anyone and her friends were loose and like, it was a fun day, but yeah. like ended up walking back with a show bag that I probably <laughs> didn't need. Anyway, so I decided to try out, um, one of these lubricants on a night that, was meant to be a really romantic night mm. and my dog was having another knee operation and I was very stressed. So the guy I was t- dating at the time had like booked a nice dinner and a hotel. So I wasn't stressed about Bundy who was in theatre. Anyway, getting spicy. I'm like, I'll use, try this new thing. Mm. So like went to try and like subtly put it on, be all cute, this mm-hmm. new lube. It was warming too. So I was like, mm, that would be nice. No, I had an allergic reaction and my fanny was on fire, like actually like someone had rubbed chili oh oil. Oh, my God. And like the whole vibe just just nosedived. Took, yeah. And like then where I was like, oh, my God, I'm literally on fire. Then I was sweating and then I was like, oh, I'm going to fake the pain was so bad. It was like a really cute hotel that had like a, a bath in like the centre of the room. Mm. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. So I just kind of like turned the bath on. 
And so it was like a cold little puddle and like squatted like a duck <laughs> in the bath to try and cool my fanny. And then my phone rung and it was the vet who was very attractive, mm. who I, I think I've spoken to on the podcast. Yeah. Um, like we had like flirty banter, never paid for many appointments, yeah. but I gave him enough money with the goddamn surgery. Yeah. But anyway, bit of flirty banter, wasn't sure. Anyway, he calls me and I'm like, if only he could see me now. I'm like duck squatting in a puddle while the guy I'm dating is like handing me my phone. Oh my God. Because the vet is ringing. And he was ringing because Bundy was crying hysterically in the background, having a panic attack and wanted to go home early and had gone on a hunger strike. So I'm trying to calm my child, oh my, my furry child down on the phone while tr- I'm trying to act calm, but my fanny's on fire. <laughs> And anyway, it was just the biggest mood kill ever, 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 ever. ever. But then I like politely, I was like, I'm never using that again. She used three mils of it and thought I was going to die. So I gave it to my girlfriend. I was like, babe, you can have this because my fanny did not enjoy it. not the one. So I tried to do something for my vaginismus and I got smacked in the face. (laughs) In the fanny. So... So yeah. Anyway, so the one of the last questions, um, which is actually quite a practical question, was from our, one of our listeners asking for any tips for packing for a holiday. And with a chronic illness, with not a chronic, just packing. Just packing in general. No, just with how do you fold your clothes? How do you do it? Do you roll or do you stuff? I fold. I don't roll. I fold, stuff. roll. I do the whole shebang. Okay. Do you pack stuff in your shoes? Because that's wasted space otherwise. Ew, no, my shoes stink. What I'm do you not mean? gonna put like knickers in there. I was like, what the fuck? No. Stuff your socks in there, bro. Oh. What do you mean? No. That's like literally wasted space. <laughs> Shove your socks in there, you weirdo. <laughs> no, no one does that. Oh, 100% people do that. I mean, that's not part of my that's, answer. No. Um, so that's, that's very non specific to chronic illness. Chronic illness packing. What's your tips? My tips. Well, I'm going away for three days, so I don't think that really counts as a holiday. But, like, next year I'm going to go on a big month holiday. Mm. And drugs are important. Drugs are very important. And I was like, man, I need, like, a month pill thing. And then Mm. I thought to myself, do I just buy four of the weekly ones? That could be quite a good idea. Well, yeah. And then take less space than all of the bottles. Does it? I think it probably will. Four little ones, maybe. But you don't have you have too many pills for a little one yeah. you need a big boy one yeah well anyway if i could get them down yeah i'd probably get some of them to yes. save space in the luggage on all of the bottles mm-hmm. um two for hand luggage like a, just to get a little ice pack with the meds because some of my meds uh have to stay in the fridge correct so and definitely put them in hand luggage put your medications in hand luggage, hand luggage. is also tip number one Repeat. because when your luggage goes missing yeah um, you don't need you are still okay yeah um and also sometimes if it depends more internationally than interstate but a list from your GP or whatever of your medications. And yeah. people are like, what are these? Why are you traveling yeah. with these unlabeled drugs if they're in pill packet things? Yeah. Um, that's another one. Yep. Um, for my endo gals, I love my Spinny Society heat packs, but they take, I have a few and yeah. they're like they're five kilos. Heavy. So if you're trying to be savvy, they take a lot of weight. Mm. So what I normally buy are the stick on 
hot packs mm. and I because so I can good. stick them onto the inside of my pants and they weigh like next to nothing. Like, I have another story for you. Oh, Jesus. Remind me. A few grams and you can buy them in packs of 10. Mm. Um, it's a one-use thing but they last 24 hours so I'll pack them yeah, um, good. as a, a way of like being able to use heat but not use weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're really good. You can get them from most chemists. You can get them online. The brand I use is called Hot Ease. Um, but you, there are multiple types that yep. you can use. Uh, so same, same, but different. Yep. Um, what else? Loose clothes for travel. So many loose because clothes. Because when you travel on planes and stuff, the atmospheric pressure changes, etc., causes bloating and swelling mm-hmm. and you're sitting for a long time. Yep. So you pull. So loose clothes for travel is the best thing ever. Yep. I regretted wearing really tight leggings on the way to Hawaii and my gut blew up and yep. I literally had the worst um, I was going to say life. the word that I can't say, interdigestion, but it's not interdigestion. It's indigestion. Indigestion. Um, so that's another hot tip. Yeah. Um, Socks. Socks, yes. Especially oh, for so those Reynard gal, gals and guys. Yeah, yes. And just be savvy about what you keep in your hand luggage, like a few makeup wipes, make yep. sure if you've got your period, you've got a few pads, liners, tampons, periodontis, whatever you want. Yep. Make sure you've got some hands sunny because planes are rank and we all know that's where we catch COVID now. Yep. So all of those things, a couple of fresh masks, like mm-hmm. just be savvy about what's in there. Think if I don't get my luggage tonight, will I survive another day? Yep. So like, you know, throw a spare pair of knickers in there. Yeah, like, I always do that. Yeah, and like it, wear two jumpers on the plane, take one off, but you've got another one there kind yep. of thing. Um, also becomes a handy pillow if needed. Correct. But yes, in terms of packing, other than medications, which I think is a good one. And tell the crew, like I for a long time wouldn't ask for help, like putting my luggage above my head in the little cupboard things because I was like, nah, I can do it myself. I don't want to appear weak. But like when I was in so much pain, having run from one flight to another and nearly missing it and being all emotional and sore and having been on a plane for like 12 hours in the most awkward position, I explained my situation to the stewards and they were able to find me. And this won't happen for everyone, um, but they were able to find me like a whole row of chairs on the plane for me to lie down and to stretch my back out and to make me feel as comfortable as they could. So just ask. The worst that they can say is no. Mm. Like, and then you're in exactly the same position as you are. Like, just ask for help. Yeah. Compression socks is also Ooh, another yeah, good one good. for a long flight. Yep. Um, Sister said so. That's the yeah, crew that we got our socks from. Yes, yes. They're fabulous. But, but yeah. they're another good thing. And they're, the Sister said so ones are cute too. So yeah, you pretty. can just throw them on underneath some trackies or jeans or whatever. But that is good. Yeah, I'll tag them in um, the thing. Well, I don't know. What else, sister? I think that's it. The medication thing is the most important. Yeah. Like, and just make yourself comfy. Don't worry about all of this, like, airport and, oh, fashion shit. Oh, Be for, comfy. For so long, I was like, gotta look cute. Gotta look cute for the airport. No, gotta look you cute fucking for the don't. Plane. But that was my outlook. Gotta look cute when I land. That was literally my outlook on Who's life there? until I was probably 26. Who's there, doll? No one's it's there. Like no one. Paparazzi does not happen for us. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, literally... Shorts, trackies, jumper. That's going to be your gal. Yeah. All right. Last random story before we sign off for the day. I was driving home from a dinner with our friends last night and we watched this um, YouTube channel called Sorted Food. 
Um, this is a long story. Buckle in. So on this food channel, they made these international dishes and this dish was, I want to say like sago. And it, so it ended up being like a porridge, but it looked like vaginal discharge in a bowl. Right? Ew! I know it's disgusting. I'll show you later. So it looked like vaginal discharge in a bowl. And Zach what and time I, of the month? just before ovulation. Mm. So like real gluggy. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly like that. So we were talking about it on the way home because, um, Zach's brother ordered sago balls, like they're like dumplings at a restaurant. I was like, I would never, Ew. especially after watching that video. And especially you with textures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. So I was like, oh yeah, it kind of looks like um, the ovulation, um, pre-ovulation gunk that comes out of your vagina. And um, Pre-ovulation Zach, gunk? Yeah, like it's like super thick and stringy. And I was like, hey, did you know that you can track your period by the consistency of your vaginal discharge to Zach? And he was like, no, I didn't. I was like, yes, you can. And he was like, why does it change? I was like, yes, it does. Depending on where you are on the cycle, it changes. I was like, yeah, it looks like um, pre-ovulation um, stuff. So then we were talking about periods or something. And Zach was like, do you use like pads or tampons? Like, what do you use? I was like, well, I used to use tampons, but now since my marina, my period isn't really like blood like dripping blood it's more like clots so i don't really use anything i just free bleed and go about my day and then he went what do quiet. you mean what do you mean what do i mean like no period knicker no what if you get a big clot in your knickers well it doesn't stick because it's literally like the glue that you get off the back of a credit card that you get in the mail <laughs> you know like it just is it it, it, Quite sticky, it coexists though. in itself it doesn't like merge into stuff okay you know it will just sit on top anyway so Zach went quiet for a couple of seconds and I was like, what's going to come next out of that man's mouth? <laughs> and then he goes to me, you know, if like you're wearing a pad, how do you wee? Like, doesn't it cover your urethra? I was like, excuse me? What is this man saying to me? And it took me a second. I was like, you know, the pad sticks onto your underwear. To your knickers, not onto your fanny. He's like, no way. This man thought that the sticky bit sticks to your labia. And I was like, <laughs> what? Are you serious right now? I was like, I can't believe that you said that. I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, I thought that you stuck it to, that makes more sense now. I was like, yeah, it does. I was like, well, you know, the ones with like wings, you know, the like the winged pads that you see on the ads. Where did you think those stuck? He's like, I thought they stuck to your inner thigh. I was like, <laughs> That would be mighty uncomfortable. He's like, yeah, I know. I thought that. I was like, what do you mean? So I I just thought that was amazing because Zach is a very like in tune person. Do we right? need to give him a tutorial? Did you Maybe. show him one when you got home? No, I don't own any. I don't um. have any. So I, but I, he's a very well educated man in many things. So I do not think that he is alone in no, this. No, I'm sure he isn't. So I, I would really appreciate people to ask the men in their life, how does a period pad work? Where does it <laughs> stick? And I bet you. They will say that it sticks to your vagina. <laughs> Your BS. Yeah, so that's a little fun story to sign wow, off with. Wow, that's wonderful. Isn't it? On that note, On do that you have note. any questions and quotes? I don't think so. Well, the whole episode's been a question. question. So if I guess we'll do a quote. If you've got any more for us, slide into the uh, yeah, DMs we'll do, we'll and we do can do a second, a second episode on questions and but quotes. But I think I saved a good quote. Hang on. Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. I was going to say, hit me, baby, one more time. Two different mind strokes then, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Mine is a bit of a long one. 
It is from the collective hub. You fall, you rise, you make mistakes. You live, you learn, you're human. Not perfect. You've been hurt, but you're alive. Think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to enjoy, and to be with people you love. Sometimes there is sadness in our journey, but there is also a lot of beauty. I love that. Mm. We will throw that on to our quotes highlights for you yeah. all. Mine is from S. McNutt. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Fall in love with taking care of yourself. Fall in love with the path of deep healing. Fall in love with becoming the best version of yourself, but do it with patience, with compassion, and with respect to your own journey. Ooh, love that. Very nice. We love that. Patience is a virtue. It is. That I have very little of. <laughs> I definitely, I'm getting less as I get yeah. older. My patience is evaporating quick yes quick smart now we must sign off because i need to mouthwash my mouth after shan's just given me the most disgusting lolly i think i've ever had and i've got a little bit of vomit sitting in the back of my throat stop it malwams are the best (laughs) wow okay we definitely have to go go. all right well on that note We hope you have a fabulous fabulous week. week. Take care.